Pumped by Reebok. This is Under the Surface with Annalie Maley. I would like to have the conversations about like performance, managing stress, anxiety, self-doubt, the whole bubble of identity and like who we are. It's Annalie Maley's Under the Surface. Hello and welcome to Under the Surface, Pumped by Reebok. I'm your host, Annalie Maley, and today we have Maddie Presparkis, the AFLW superstar, joining us. Thanks for coming on, Matt. No worries, Annalie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We were just talking before how everyone pronounces my name wrong, but she's actually got a sister with the same name. Yeah, um, before coming in here today, I actually said to my twin sister, I'm actually speaking to an ad- another Annalise today, so <laughs> a bit weird. I haven't actually met another Annalise, so it's great to meet you. Six degrees of separation. <laughs> Look at us go. Um, so the AFLW season starts September 1st. That's actually my birthday. Fun fact. Anyway, um, so you're in pre-season right now, yeah? Yeah. So what does your day-to-day kind of look like in this pre-season space? Yeah, so uh, it's pretty busy at the moment. Like I feel like you jam a lot of a lot of things into one. Um, but for us, like our schedules change completely. Um, we train pretty much most day sessions now instead of night sessions, which I love the most. Yeah, uh, you can get home and actually enjoy the night. So we're in the club Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays, um, mm-hmm. and then you go into the club on a Wednesday for like a few extras if you want to. So. Most of the days are at the club um, and then once we start playing, um, we'll obviously take away that Saturday training session yeah. and start playing on the weekend. So I'm pretty excited for that. I um, feel like we've been in preseason for so long now and yeah. um, <laughs> if anything, we've been in preseason since the end of last season. Like yeah. you've always got to keep doing something and um, with the only having 10 games, like you yeah. kind of have to keep moving as much as possible but also be wary not to burn yourself out. So. Yeah, I've had a good break, um, but then probably the last few months has just been full-on training and um, getting back to the best, yeah. Yeah, so the the off-season, do, you, do most of the girls, do they play in the off-season as well? Like, Do you play in the off-season? No, nah, I haven't played since the end of October last year, okay. so... Um, yeah, I'm raring to go. Like I'm feeling <laughs> yeah, pretty ready. excited. Um, yeah. We had an inch club match on the weekend, and that was, didn't want it to end. Like it yeah. just it felt nice to be back out there playing football and um, kind of having the end goal in a way rather than just running in a straight line. Yeah, kind fair. of continuously for a couple of hours a day. But um, yeah, a couple of girls do play in the off season. Like we have our VFL season, um, but with the point system, you can't have your whole yeah. side just go and play on the weekend in the VFL. So. Um, girls that probably didn't get selected as many times throughout the season will have a run through the VFL, um, more of a like development thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got involved with the VFL in our off season and got to a few trainings and um, try to help the girls that I play with in our AFLW team as much as possible. Just keep my mind yeah. uh, fresh, but also keep it busy with footy as well. And um, I felt the reward from that, um, keeping in touch with football. And, and then once we started again, day one of preseason, yeah. felt ready to go. I totally get that because we don't really have an off season either. We go year yeah. round, so I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'd love a break, and then other times I'm like, how oh, can I get bored as? Eh? Yeah, that's like, what I thought. Basketball doesn't stop. No, because like, watch the M- WNBL season, yeah. and then it's straight into NBL one. Yeah, and I'm just like, you just don't get a break. No, we really yeah. don't. I do complain about it a lot, but then also I'd I'd be so bored. I really would. Um, so on your off days at the moment, what are what are you what are your off days downtime look like for you? Like, what are your outside of sport hobbies kind of um 
Yeah, for me, I have my little dog Bam Bam. So nice. I always, Bam I'm Bam. always, yeah, I'm always with him. Um, yeah, he keeps me busy. No, that's okay. Anyway, Keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, I love him. So I spend most of my off days with him. I probably catch up with a lot of friends. Uh, mm-hmm. I do boxing on my off days, hey, so just nice. a bit of extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I've got into Matildas a lot lately. Yeah. So um, I've I absolutely love them since I watched them play Melbourne twelve months ago. Um, mm-hmm. I fell in love with kind of soccer, not wanting to play it, but yeah. um, just the whole idea of women's sport like watching the Aussie Diamonds the other day so awesome trying to get around to as much sports as I can um so I've been going to Sydney to watch and um hopefully going to Brisbane this weekend but for me off days is just to myself yeah um either with friends with myself with my dog um or listening to a lot of music yeah I do, I do like music and um I keep saying I want to learn to DJ kind of thing yeah. not professionally <laughs> but just a hobby, so hopefully one day I get into that. I'd, I'd feel sorry for your neighbours when you fin- finally uh, learn yeah. to do that. <laughs> you come yeah. home from training and you just get yeah. on the decks and just well, start, you know. Yeah, I brought like this big JBL party box um, speaker nice. and I just thought it'd be so nice having the lounge room and it is. It's really nice until for you. <laughs> you walk outside and put something in the bin and you're like, oh, my God, the house is pumping. Like, <laughs> so it's at the footy club now, the speaker, and mm-hmm. it'll stay there till the end of season um, yeah. and just leave it in the club rooms and there's no neighbours there so yeah, no yeah, one can fair. complain. But, yeah, I, I do feel sorry for them sometimes because <laughs> when I bring it home, it's um, it's pretty loud. So <laughs> It's almost like you need to send a warning like the speaker's coming back next week. Just, yeah, just be know. wary. I've actually got to let them know probably because <laughs> – I don't reckon there's any, ever any other music in my street. I got I live in a very quiet street, yeah. so there's only one house the music comes from, really. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, you can't pretend it's not <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. What type of music is it? All like the hardcore doof doof stuff, or um, what, what do you what do you vibe out to? Oh, doof doof. Yeah, I do like <laughs> that, but I just like anything. Like I I like country music. Mm-hmm. I like R and B music. Yeah. I like hip hop. Like. I like everything. I love Drake, yeah. um, like all that stuff. I just love any music. But, yeah, if it was to learn to mix, obviously it'd be like a doof Yeah, doof the hardcore stuff, and, yeah. Um, just make like long playlists and things like that. But at the moment I'm on SoundCloud a lot yeah. and um, most of it is pretty much all the mix and doof music. So, yeah. Is there an yeah. actual term for that? I'm just saying doof, but like what? Um, like techno. <laughs> okay. Yeah. EDM? Like yeah. what are we? Okay. But doof sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds kind of cool. I so. feel like everyone would understand if we said doof, they can hear it in their heads like yeah. doof, doof. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much what it sounds like. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first question is, what type of dog do you have? Um, I have an English stuffy. So little? Yeah, little. Pretty much everyone always ref- says, like, I don't know, all my friends just go, "You, your dog looks exactly like <laughs> you. And I'm like, what? And Can we I'm overlay like, a picture of yeah. them two together, please? Um, Thank you. <laughs> and it's just like a short, stocky dog. And <laughs> they're like, if you were a dog, you'd be Bam Bam. Yeah. And I'm like. All right, fair enough. Like, yeah, he's kind of cute, and he, yeah, he's cute. So, do you play footy like Bam Bam runs around <laughs> yeah. too? Is that like? <laughs> well, I, I hope so because he moves pretty well. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I'm an English Safi. Bam Bam is two years old, and um, yeah, pretty much spend most of my days with him. Mm-hmm. I have, um, I also have a dog, and I think that having an animal during season is like the best thing ever because it like yeah. takes your brain away from like, I don't know. Sometimes you come home from a game and you're like, you might feel a bit like, eh. But then you see the dog and it's like, oh. I feel like they just remind you, like, don't take life so seriously. Yeah, 100%. Because like, when you take him out for a walk or something, they just watch him run around. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, but it's just like, just don't take life seriously. Yeah. Even when you come home from, yeah, a training or a game and 
maybe wasn't your best or whatever. Yeah. They just they make you feel really nice and they yeah. make you feel okay and they don't say anything but just having them there. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I say it's like the best sounding board because they don't need to say anything because I'm not sure I'd like to hear their opinion either. <laughs> I don't want them to disagree with what I'm saying, you know, yeah. like just let me speak my truth and you just come give me cuddles. Like that's well, how yeah. it should be. Or if I leave the house during the day um, – and then they just kind of look at you leaving, like yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to know what you're probably thinking yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. But I'll, I'll never. I remember the first time I left him for a period of time. I went to Thailand for three weeks yeah. in the off season, and I just remember my sister dropping me at the airport, and I was just cuddling him and crying, and <laughs> oh. I was like, oh no, this is the worst worst day of my life. And then when I got home, he was he was still friendly to me, so yeah. that was good. They they still give you side eye. Like, yeah, I know you've been somewhere without me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to wind it back because I want to ask about like you as a kid. Like what type of young child were you? Like who was Maddie as a kid? Like how would your parents describe you, I guess? Um, oh, Mum and Dad described me as a baby Maddie, as a sook. <laughs> um, apparently my twin sister was an angel and yeah. I was the loud one, the sook, and just wouldn't basically wouldn't sit still. Yeah. Um, and then – once I started playing footy at a younger age when obviously I could run around and yeah. stuff, um, I just was footy obsessed. Yeah. Um, I played basketball as well. Hey, um, yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't nowhere near as good as you guys. But, um, yeah, I played basketball growing up. Who did you play for? Sunbury Jets. Hey, yeah, there you we go. Yeah, I know the Sunbury Jets. <laughs> yeah, um, so I played there up until I was probably 16, 17 yeah. um, and then obviously made the decision yeah. to – Going, going into my draft year that it was just going to be footy and yeah. I probably knew basketball wasn't going to be a long career for me. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, little Maddie was – I know I felt like I was always up to mischief, like yeah. not in like a bad, bad way, but I was always running around with the boys yeah. um, at school or outside of school and riding my bike around town and going yeah. to the skate park and nice. just being like kind of a little punk back in the day. <laughs> a little um, punk. <laughs> and – yeah, I think with me, I was always either at the football club, the basketball centre, yeah. or I was playing with, like with my mates at yeah. my house. And mum and dad would always get home and there'd just be heaps of kids at the house. Yeah. Like it was just how it was. And yeah, I had an awesome childhood. I grew up pretty active and always something going on in my life. And obviously, I have a twin sister and a little sister and another yeah. brother. So there was always something they were doing and always something I was doing. So yeah, I had an awesome childhood and um, I was a very active kid. And um, yeah. I've kept out of mischief as I've got older, I think. <laughs> nah, doubtful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doubt it. Doubt it. We just get better at hiding it. Um, so when you first started playing footy at the, like the local footy club or if it was at school, was it still mixed or were you guys like was there a women's junior comp then? Um, no, I was actually the only girl um, at the footy club I grew up at. So I grew up in Romsey, Victoria, mm-hmm. um, and I played for the Romsey Redbacks. And I just remember there was like a thing, like a sign at school, come and try kick. So yeah. mum and dad decked me out head to toe in Essendon colours. And yeah, um, yeah I, I just went and played kick. I was the only girl. Didn't care. Um, there was free pies, free hot dogs and free food every sold. Friday night. So <laughs> it sold me pretty quickly. And then I thought, nah, footy's actually really cool. Yeah. Um, played it every day at school and then joined the local footy team. And, yeah, it was mixed, but I was the only girl yeah. in the team. And then um, when my sister joined footy a couple of years later, we were the only two girls at the club. And um, it kind of started bringing a few more girls to the club, but there wasn't enough to make our own team or anything like yeah. that. But for me, looking back, I probably didn't 
regret playing with the boys. Yeah. I think feel like it put me in good stead to where I am today. Like it just showed that I was treated no differently. Yeah. Like I reckon I had rivals from so many other clubs that like if I versed them, they just wanted to tackle me as hard yeah. as they could. And yeah. it just showed that I was no different to them. And um, when I stopped playing with the boys at 14, mm-hmm. um, when the age, like you have to stop, yeah. um, I didn't really know what to do because um, yeah. I'd been in a team full of 30 boys and then, I found a girls' club, but I'd never played with other girls before, yeah. even one other girl in my team. And I was just like, oh my God, how am I going to go from playing <laughs> how with do we 30 do this? boys to yeah. 30 girls? Like I just I didn't know what yeah. it would look like. And once I got into the program of um, just a local footy and then TAC Cup, which yeah. is now NAB League, um, and then Vic Metro. And once yeah. I got through all the talent programs, I was like, oh, my God, like there's actually a pathway for girls and yeah. then it started opening up when they had a vision of AFLW and yeah. um yeah straight away I remember the first when I got brought forward three years early um to 2017 yeah I was actually driving to a Friday night basketball game yeah. and I was kind of shattered because um I was missed the first game of the season and I just wanted to go watch it because some of my friends were playing yeah. it and I remember I was live streaming it on the way to the basketball game and kind of got to the basketball game and all my teammates were like oh my god like there's a first game of AFLW tonight. Like, I'm yeah. so excited. Like, that'll be you one day. And I was just like, yeah, like, that's what I want to do. And, um, like, yeah, straight after that, I just thought, my God, I can't believe from a four-year-old me to being the only girl in the association. Yeah. To now there's 18 teams in AFLW. Like, it's pretty crazy to look at now. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've loved my journey and um, I have no regret from where I've started to where I am now. Yeah, I mean, like, the adversity that you probably didn't even realize at the time as like a young kid you're like you don't realize that you're playing with 30 boys you're just like I'm playing footy you know so being able to kind of go through that and then realize that that kind of set you up for where you are now like it's pretty dope like it really is and I think that I mean I've said this to a few people but like being able to say that you were one of the first like now like how good does it feel to like you drive around on a Sunday anywhere and there's like you got you got the boys games going on and you got like the girls games going on and there's just like so many females and kids involved yeah. in local footy now when it wasn't really that big of a thing beforehand do you get a chance to go back to that club like have you been back since <laughs> Yeah, well, my brother plays. We moved to Sunbury, obviously, f- after I finished playing with the boys and my brother plays for a local club out in Diggers Rest near yeah. Sunbury and they actually versed Romsey, our old club, um, like a few weeks ago and I went back there and, like, it's just so funny, like, walking around the same president still there, yeah. the people in the canteen are still there. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's pretty nuts but it yeah. feels, it always feels good to go home. Like, it's so cliche to say but when you go back there and everyone still like just sees you as the five-year-old girl that used to run yeah. around in their jersey. It's pretty special and, um, you know, every time I go there, I always catch up with as many people as I can, drive past my old house. Yeah. And, um, it just feels like home and um, I know that um, if I have the opportunity to get back there um, every kind of every so often on the Sunday, like I definitely will. And yeah. they've just had their first season with a women's team and um, to think that, yeah, it's gone from me and my sister and a couple of other girls coming through the program um, growing up to having a whole women's team. Like yeah. it's pretty awesome to look at. And um, I know some of the girls that I went to school with joined up and started playing footy um, just because like it's a bit of fun. And yeah, um, yeah it's, it was pretty special. Like I got to go watch their first women's game. And um, yeah, I love getting back down there as much as possible. It's pretty freezing down there though, <laughs> but 
um, I do love it and, um, yeah, it's good to go home. Do you remember a point in, like, say, like your career leading up to when you played your first professional game, I guess, so like your younger career where you were, you didn't really see a pathway and you were like, where do I, where do I go? And do, like, do you remember that moment or did that really happen or were you always kind of had the faith like, no, no, something's going to happen? Yeah, um, I think there was times when I th- – probably when I was playing with the boys that I was like yeah. I never shied away from the fact that I wanted to play AFL like yeah. there wasn't an AFLW but I still always said to my school teachers and the boys that I was playing with that I'm going to do exactly what they're striving to do and yeah. I remember I was trying out for like an interleague team with the boys and yeah. um, I would get to the end and then they just wouldn't pick me Yeah, and um, I just thought, is it because I'm a girl? Like, yeah. I, like, but I would never get the reasoning from it. And um, and then I was like, but if I'm not good enough, that's fair enough. Yeah. But I was also, I was always like, getting to the very end and yeah. then not being picked. It almost felt like, no, it's because you're a girl. Yeah. And then that's probably when I was just like, oh my god, like, I don't yeah. know, like, where do we go? Where do I go from yeah. here? Um, but I just, I still never shied away from the fact, like, as soon as I started playing girls footy, even like with yeah. the girls, like. I still knew there was going to be something, whether it was in the VFL or continuing to play local footy kind of for the rest of my life. Like I was pretty comfortable with that, but I wanted to try and get the best out of myself at the highest level and it definitely wasn't going to happen for me at basketball. And yeah. <laughs> I just knew that football was the pathway I wanted to take, so I was just going to keep working at it, whether it was going to be in 2020 yeah. the AFLW was going to, kind of, going to come in or 2017 when it did. Um, I always knew that that's where I was going to go. Do you remember like when you got the like the call or the message where it was like, holy crap, I'm going to play AFL? Talk me through that. Yeah, um, like my draft day. Yeah, draft day. Yeah, so I just finished school like um, and we're heading into exams and oh, I just I didn't really have any interest in my exams at yeah, all. Obviously. I was just like, oh, my God, like, the draft's going to happen, like, mm-hmm. this is this is my year and there'd already been two seasons of AFLW yeah. um, and sitting on the sideline watching it, I was just like, oh, my God, like, I'm jealous. Um, but then leading into my, like, draft year, you start having the conversations with footy clubs and yeah. that itself is pretty exciting because you're like, oh, my God, like, these clubs want me and mm-hmm. hearing what they have to say is pretty nice. But um, it kind of came to draft day, like, just before draft day where we have to nominate where you want to go so yeah. not a team you want to go to but if you want to go interstate yeah um stay in victoria and at that stage geelong was an expansion side and yeah. i had the opportunity to go to geelong with pick one or stay in melbourne in metro in the metro draft pool yeah. and go to carlton with pick three mm-hmm. um and for me i'm i'm love my family and i love being at home i don't live at home now but at that stage like finishing school yeah moving out of home probably wasn't on the radar yeah, for me. Yeah, not yet, um, yeah. I'd met with, yeah, Geelong a couple of times and went down there and had a look. But, um, yeah, to move even an hour and a half down the freeway probably wasn't. Yeah, you're like, didn't nah. Didn't for me. <laughs> and then I just, yeah, once I kind of nominated the Metro draft pool, um, I kind of knew Carlton potentially going to pick me on draft day. And, yeah. yeah, once your name gets called out, it's a very special feeling. Like it's probably a feeling you won't really get again in your life. Um, mm-hmm. Like I know that. I would love to go back to that day every single day and um, they gave me the opportunity to live out the four-year-old Maddie um, dream. So um, it wasn't in the red and black at the time but um, it was in an AFLW jumper and that's all I really cared about. Um, 
and yeah, Carlton gave me that opportunity and I got to spend four seasons there. So it's so dope. Like, so the, the high of that day, right? Like, so you, you've reached this, like, it would be kind of overwhelming in the best way, right? Like you're like, this is what I've wanted, the dream, yeah. blah, blah. You go home that night and it all kind of hits you and, did you get a kind of like a low after that or did you stay riding high from that day forward? No, I stayed pretty much riding high the <laughs> whole time, like driving home straight after. You've got your phones going off, like mm-hmm. you've got people trying to call you, but it, it all put all that aside. Like I was just with mum and dad in the car and like they were crying, I was crying, I was laughing, yeah. I was smiling. Like I was just on an up the whole time. And yeah. then once I got into the football club and into the system, um, it kind of just felt like everything went from there. Yeah. Um, and then fast forward a couple of years after that, that's probably when I hit a point when yeah. I was like, oh, my God, like started coming down a little bit from yeah. that hype um, and then having to find that kind of balance in between the last couple of years. So talk to me about the moment or moments when you were like, okay, all of a sudden, maybe it's not all of a sudden, but you started realising that you were no longer operating at that, like, everything's so exciting, this is the best all the time, you know. When did that kind of hit you, like, whether it be, like, struggles of being, like, a female in sport, mental health issues, whatever it is, when did that hit you and, like, how, I guess? Yeah, um, I think it was just – it was my first two seasons in the AFRW. Everything just happened really quickly for me. I played – debuted round one and then just kept playing every game since then um and then like I won the rising star the first year mm-hmm. and then went on and won the Brownlow or the AFLW best and fairest yep. year after um at the age of 19 so yeah, everything happened just very very fast mm-hmm. and at that moment in time I was like oh my god this is crazy like I soaked it all in I was very like grateful but then I was also like what else is there for me to do yeah um and I was pretty comfortable in the position I was, I had all my best mates around me playing footy. I was having fun at the club, mm-hmm. but I wasn't pushing Maddie to get better. Like yeah. after that moment, like everyone's everyone wants to chase you. Yeah. Everyone, you got a target on your back, yeah. and I didn't know how to deal with that at the time, really, like really well at all. Like, and um, I probably didn't physically prepare myself well for the upcoming season yeah. after the winning the best and fairest, mm-hmm. and then I mentally didn't prepare either um and yeah I had a target on my back that season and um I just kind of fell into a hole um I let it get the best of me I had probably my career worst season um went from kind of being number one to not even being recognized in the top whatever Mm -hmm. um so for me I didn't know how to deal with that and I'm still finding ways to deal with it like for sure um, I'm only 22 like I've got a life like you've got so much time yeah ahead of me um but for me, yeah, it just happened really quickly and I didn't branch out and lean on those around me but yeah, I probably didn't sure. find a balance in my life. Like I, yeah. everything was hashtag footy's life, yeah. like, um, you know, like all that stuff and I, that was the mindset I had but then once that happened it was just, well, what else can I achieve? Yeah. And I was pretty settled on that's what I've achieved and I was happy with that but now I'm like... No, nah, I want to get like I want to be better every single day. Like, Refocus. I want to yeah. be the best all the time. Not yeah. all the time, but if I'm at my best, then I'm bringing others along with me yeah. for the ride. And like we want to be a finals team at Essendon. Like we want to win flags, and yeah. that's that's what I want to do. I haven't had won a flag yet, mm-hmm. and that's my biggest achievement that I want to win. Like I yeah. played in the grand final, but we've lost. Yeah. And um, I think since moving over to Essendon, like after my last 
my third and fourth season at Carlton, mm-hmm. um, I still didn't get to quite that best yeah. because I was still comfortable in the yeah. environment I was in and I wasn't pushing myself to be better. Um, so when it came to the decision of trading to Essendon, yeah. I just had to make the selfish decision in myself. Like it was either stay at the club and probably not push myself to get better because I'm so comfortable mm-hmm. or put myself in an uncomfortable position. Like I moved to Essendon and there was no other players on the list, no head coach. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know what was around me but I think that was so exciting because it was like I barrack for Essendon. Yeah. Um, I've got in a new environment, I've got to earn the respect of so many new people yeah. and we're a new team so yeah. all eyes are on us. And yeah. that excited me like to help build a club from the not the bottom up but like yeah, but the, the start of it, and, yeah. Um, yeah, I worked as hard as I could in the off-season um, and then I got the reward for it in the season just gone. Yeah. So I've seen the reward and, like, I know in myself that it's happened before but you got to, like, the wrench do every day kind of yeah. thing and yeah. that's the mindset, like, I've just tried to have, like, um, everyone is chasing you, like, everyone Always. wants to be the best they can and, um, you know, like, there's so many younger players that are coming through now not that I'm, like, old or anything yeah. but... It's like I mean you're in your sixth yeah, season. Sixth season, yeah. <laughs> you're not um, old, but yeah. like your experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're gonna push for your spot, like. Yeah. And that's what I think. Like, there's people behind me that want to push me out the way, yeah. so then they can be there, and that's exciting. Like, it I is. love the whole um, pressure of that, and that's something that I've had to learn over the last couple of years because, um, because of everything happened so fast, yeah. I definitely don't take it for granted. Like, it was an exciting period, but. Now I feel like I'm in a better position to be able to deal with all that pressure. And, um, yeah, I think when I'm happy and when I'm playing well, it's because I'm enjoying myself. And yeah. um, you get that reward because you know you've worked hard. Exactly. And um, yeah. that's probably something I struggled with the last couple of years up until now. So that kind of like post you winning like best and fairest, right? So that's like, you know, that's like the peak of a lot of people's career. Like that's like the the biggest thing that they can do other than winning a championship. Like yeah. those are some of the biggest achievements. Like I know that when when I won MVP the next year, I felt like a lot of like self-doubt. Like, oh, if I don't perform as well as I did last year, then it's like, oh, maybe that was a mistake. Did yeah. you ever experience any of that kind of self-doubt in yeah. that space? Yeah, I feel like it's I feel like in a lot of ways it's so normal. But yeah. it's also like, yeah, like if you don't perform up to the standard you perform the season for. Yeah. It's literally that's how I think I'm like, oh no, like people don't like wa- yeah. like watching me anymore or yeah. they don't think I'm good enough. And that's literally just what runs through your head. Like I remember after that third season the year after mm-hmm. when I just had a terrible season, I was just like, Oh my God, like who am I now? Yeah. Like um and yeah, it's just self doubt. But yeah. it's also like only you can control what you can control. Like yeah. I've learnt that I don't really need to take opinions from people I don't know. Like yeah. you got to keep your bubble really small in that space. For sure, for sure. People want to be on the ride with you when everything's so amazing and I felt that when everything happened so quickly for me, everyone wanted to be um, right behind me and you yeah. know, celebrate all the good things with me. But then when I probably hit um, like my lowest in the, yeah. the season after that, like no one kind of was yeah. you know, celebrating with me um, and no one was going to be there. Um, when I needed them most and yeah. that's probably when, when you find out like a little bit more about yourself and the people around you like for sure um, it's a cruel world sport it really um, is I feel like it, really it is, is but um, yeah I feel the self-doubt like only myself and my in like my inner circle um, I rely on with that and 
um, yeah, I've done a lot of work in that space for sure. Yeah, I had a coach once tell me that like the riding the highs and then hitting your low point, you have to push that low point so low and then you can get higher. Yeah. So it's like it works like a low, like a yo-yo. So like the lower you get and as long as you're able to bounce back, bounce up from that, you will get higher than your previous high. Yeah. And I think that the the idea of being able to grow and in that uncomfortable space, like what you said, moving to Essendon like that was like you're pushing yourself into an uncomfortable space but that's where all the growth happens, right? Like yeah. that's where all of these amazing things that you're then going to be a part of building this like awesome culture and you get to be a part of something that's just started and um, it's pretty cool because like you've been able to grow in a space that A, was super uncomfortable and B, like you've come out of this area where you did kind of hit a low and now you're – it's crazy to think that you're only 22, by the way. Like I, I when I read sixth season, I was like, you're not old. <laughs> but you played six seasons. Yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah. old. But like it's it's pretty exciting to hear that you still have that kind of like drive – I guess, in your voice of things that you still want to achieve. And I, I like that kind of thought of like the bubble keeping that close because then you always know who you can rely on. Like yeah. people do love – it's like tall poppy syndrome. They love to support you but they also love to cut you down. Yeah. Um, and it, it does make sport exciting but it's also really hard to deal with when you're yeah. like a – God, I'm 24 and it's hard to deal with. So, like, I imagine, like, being a 19-year-old, that would have been kind of terrifying. Um, Jeez, we're both only young. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, I'm going into my fifth season, and but, like, I still feel like you, you'll be in your, like, eighth. That's wild. Anyway, I digress. So could you think of something that you know now that if you could go back and tell you know, younger Maddie post winning the best and fairest, do you, what advice would you give to your past self in that situation? Oh, I'd probably it I would probably go back and probably do a lot more work in the mental health side of things. Like mm-hmm. I just thought because everything was so good. Yeah. Like I didn't put enough time into my mental health. Like I didn't accept my emotions after yeah. either a not so great game or whatever, like, or if I read something in the media about myself, like, I just, I didn't think anything of it at the time. Where now I'd look back and say, like, you got to do a lot of work in that space because men, like, if you perform physically great, yeah, it's probably because you're mentally performing well. And, yeah. Um, I feel like we've done a lot of work at Essen in headspace and stuff. And, mm-hmm. You can be the best talented team on paper, but if you're not mentally the best team performing on the day, you're not going to beat those around you. And we want to be the best mental kind of team yeah. in the competition. Like, because the footy's hard, like, yeah. sport's hard. Yeah. Like, and you can physically have the best team on paper, but if no one's on the same page when it comes to the mental health side yeah. of things, like, you're probably going to underperform because you don't know how to deal with each other's emotions. Yeah. And I feel like we've done a lot of space in that because, like, it's so important. Like, if someone's flat, like, they can't, you can't perform to your yeah. best and you you can see it and you've yeah. got to try and work way, ways around that. So, yeah, for me, it'd be a lot to do in mental health. Like, I, I still have a lot of work to do in yeah. that space and especially when it comes to sport and performance and things like that because – I, I'm like a dweller. So if I yeah. play like a not so great game, I'll dwell on it for not one or two days. It'll be three or four days. And yeah. then by that stage, like you're coming up to your next game and there's no time 
yeah. to dwell on it. Um, so it would be back then it would be learning how to get over that dwellings phase because you can have a shitty game and that's fine. That's normal. Yeah. Like, God, we're only human. Yeah, but exactly. It's yeah. not dwelling on it for one like three or four days. It's like once it's done, nip it in the butt, do your review and then on to the next. Yeah. So, yeah, I wish I probably did more work with my mental health performance um, a couple of years ago. Were those resources available for you always? Like the AFLW clubs have usually been pretty good with providing that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they've been pretty good. Like we've got the AFLPA, which yep. um, you can go through and see um, psychs through yep. them and things like that. And um, for me, like I'd probably speak to somebody, but it wasn't – I wouldn't – Get like, fully if, vulnerable. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't get vulnerable as I do now. Yeah. Like, I, like I'd probably cry or whatever more now than I did then yeah. just because – I was like, oh, I had that thing of, no, you don't know me. Like, I, I yeah. don't really want to, like, speak to you about how I'm feeling when I'm playing football or things like that. And now I appreciate it so much more actually speaking about how I feel because yeah. it's so important and it just makes you feel so much better. And so when I go into the, out onto the field after I've just had a conversation with my psych or something, I just feel free and, like, feel happy and then that's when you're going to play your best. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that, I mean, we've... We're all guilty of going to a psych and not telling them everything because yeah. we're like, mm, I don't know you. Yeah. And like it always, it took me a couple of times to open up as well. It really did. And sometimes um, when I went to a new psych, I was like, I was way more sheltered, like, I, like side eye, you know, yeah. like I was like, mm, I'm not going to tell you everything yet. But it is like, it's such an important skill to be able to be open and vulnerable with people who that's their profession and realizing like, I mean, the way I put it in my brain, I'm like, they can help me the way that if I have a sore knee and I go to a physio, I wouldn't lie to them about the amount of pain I'm feeling yeah. unless I wanted to play that weekend. But yeah. that wouldn't, I wouldn't lie to them about the pain in my knee. So why am I sitting across from this professional like lying to someone about the level of anxiety I get yeah. when something happens? I guess would you – how do I phrase this question? If If you were talking to like younger girls in sport, maybe they're about to go into the draft, maybe they're they're playing at their local footy club, how would you describe to them the benefits of seeing like a mental health professional for performance? Oh, it'd be it'd be probably be the first. Like if someone was like, what would you what would you put most of your time into in football? Not that I still do yeah. put most of my time, but it was like what extras would you add? to your every like week yeah. to week kind of schedule in football, it'd be go speak to a sports sports psych once a week or yeah. once a fortnight, um, just check in every now and then. Whether it's like you go there and you actually, like I've learned, whether you go in there and you say nothing, yeah, it's some, like they will always get either get something out of you or you just feel better leaving the room. Yeah. So I feel especially people coming through the draft now, like it's starting to get a bit more full on and more demanding and mm-hmm. you've got obviously work outside of, football and it's like you have so much going on in life that you need to prioritize that half an hour an hour a week or a fortnight yeah. to actually speak about your feelings yeah when you when you just let everything bubble up and bottle up and i do it still yeah it just all blows up into one and yeah. it feels like that's it but yeah um i feel like it's so important and i feel like people are starting to see the benefits of it because when you feel a bit lighter in your head, you just you feel freer and you, you feel, feel so better. much happier. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that like there's I, I can only speak from like the basketball perspective, but there is still a little bit of a stigma there in terms of like 
I do you guys know. have like psyched at your club and stuff? Not, not at the clubs that I've been at in the last yeah. couple of years. I know some clubs in the WNBL have that available. Yeah. I know that the uh, the Players Association have that available. We had one of um, the Players Association psychs, David Stiff, on the other week, and he's brilliant. I see him um, as well. But in terms of like clubs providing that support, it's not as good as it needs to be. Yeah, I would say that like – there is still a bit of a stigma about about it, but it has gotten so much better. Do you feel that around footy, at like in terms of there being a stigma there, like or the because I feel like there's a really great culture around footy. Like I, yeah. I my experience with footy is obviously I go to AFLW games, I go to AFL games. My brother plays um, AFL for the Bull Ants, and yeah. he also plays local footy, and I love going. It's like my favorite thing ever. Like yeah. go Do sit you barrack and- for a team. No, nah, not really. No. Everyone, sport's the winner. Yeah. Because, like, I, <laughs> go, go sport. Yeah. yeah. I think sport's the winner. I, I, I could go watch anyone play and I'm like, this yeah. is best. Yeah. Um, but the culture is, like, it's it's mateship and it's all kind of having each other's backs. Is there a negative culture around mental health in footy or is, is it kind of better in the women's side? Because I've only really seen up close and personal more of what my brother experiences. Yeah, I feel um, I've always seen it, like, it's not like that now but a couple of years ago it probably was like oh you're speaking of psych there's something wrong with you like and that's probably like what I thought about seeing a psych I'm like oh no if I'm speaking of psych there is something wrong with me and that's that's how I viewed it because that's how people would speak about it like you've got a mental health issue like that's why you're speaking to a psych it's like no I'm no I don't yeah it makes me feel just better like and I feel like now it's just come a long way that it's so encouraging to be able to do it. And it's like you speak to half my, like more than half my team and someone speaks with like yeah. a fortnight or mm-hmm. something like that just to help their performance, whether it's to do with work, their performance at work or yeah. just every day-to-day life. And it's so important now and I feel like, you know, our clubs put a lot of effort into it. Like we had someone come in and do a few sessions with us from Headspace and mm-hmm. Um, like you just see the benefits of it where a couple of years ago, like I saw the stigma of it. It was yeah. like, nah, if you speak to a psych, like you got something wrong with you. And yeah. that's probably that's probably what turned me away from seeing one a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it probably didn't put me in good stead for um, handling the pressure because I just would put it on myself and yeah. would let myself deal with it um, and probably tell my expect my parents to deal with it. They'd get the angry or the sad version yeah. of me all the time and, um, it's was so, like when now it's just I feel so happy because you just feel so much better when you speak to yeah. someone and it's so cliche to say but it's like even sometimes when you ring your mate and yeah. you just let something out you feel yeah awesome lean lean on the so people around you I feel like it's just so important now and I think the AFL are doing a really good job of it yeah um, there's still a lot of work to do like as as there is with any other space yeah. when it's inclusiveness and equality and yeah. things like that. Um, but it's definitely come a long way. It's definitely you don't hear anyone say the words like you got something wrong with you yeah. and blah, blah, But, yeah, I'm pretty grateful for the position I'm in and, like, the support we have around us. I think that's a great segue to my next um, line of questioning. I want to ask about, like, equality in the space of footy. So how do you feel, like, first of all, um, the disparities are between men's and women's footy like what's the biggest disparity that you see and then on top of that I guess the follow-up from that is sometimes I feel in basketball the biggest lack of support that we have is from our male counterparts um like having enough NBL players coming to games like it doesn't really happen how do you feel like that is in footy yeah um 
I found I found a Carlton like or I think at any club like obviously I got a lot of mates to play for other clubs. I feel like um Lane like I'm not being biased or anything, but I think Essen do an awesome job in yeah. terms of it's not forced integration. It's like you walk through the hallway and they want to have a conversation with yeah. you. Like they want to be your mate and they want to get to know you as a person as well as yeah. someone that we play at the same club together where I feel like recent experiences like you might have a few boys come to your game but it's kind of just that tick of the box. Like yeah. it looks good because, oh, they've come to a game. Like, yeah. oh, my God, like there's seven boys in the crowd watching the girls yeah. today. How good does that look? Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people do that with the tick of the box just mm-hmm. and then they, it looks great on the club and looks great because – you know, AFL is supporting AFLW yeah. and vice versa where um, I feel like it's come a long way. Like there's still a lot of work to do in terms of the boys. I feel <laughs> they just sometimes they walk past the girls and they're like, what are we saying? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you say? Just like, say hey. Yeah, like- <laughs> say hey. Like we're just people at the yeah. end of the day. And um, I think being such a male-dominated space as yeah. well, like early on the AFLW it was like, they didn't know how to deal with girls being at the football club yeah. because it was so new to them. But um, I think when the integration isn't forced and yeah. it's not tick of the box, like when you actually see them come to the game and want like give you feedback or they actually want to like you know talk to you, yeah. like it just makes it feel so good. Like I know that I speak to a fair few of the boys like outside yeah. of the club, and it just makes me feel part of the club, and I'm sure it makes them feel like we're all coming together as yeah. one. Like. We had photo day yesterday and we all got a group photo and, like, the boy, the amount of people that were just hanging out, like, just casually was just awesome to see. Um, But, yeah, I think it's still coming a long way, like, in terms of just that tick of the box. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good, like, great. But it's just the want to want to do it is so important where I feel like it's not there yet. Yeah. Um, Like, I'd go to an AFL game just because, like, I love watching football and I'd go to a men's basketball game because I like watching men's basketball as well. Yeah. But it's like, do they feel the same when they come to watch a WNBL game or an AFLW game? Yeah. Um, I think that's the difference. Like, we don't do it to look good and tick We go because we want to watch. We go because we want to watch yeah. and we want to support potential mates that are playing. Yeah. And um, I feel like it's, yeah, it's still getting there in terms of they want to do the same and, yeah. Um, yeah, finding the happy medium, I guess. No, for sure. And then I guess in, like, public perception, do you, like, have you ever felt that you're not respected as much as an athlete in that space or it's been kind of, pretty equal for you um oh I think like there's been times when you go like you might go like do an appearance or a show or something with a male player and there's obviously like you get a few comments from people like no I don't watch AFLW I don't watch women's yeah I'm like okay cool yeah good for you (laughs) yeah great like keep walking kind of thing and you get I feel like you get a lot of those comments when like I find I get most of them if I'm with a male yeah athlete where if I'm by myself like I don't yeah but it's because there's someone that's apparently better than me standing Mm -hmm. next to me yeah you have to put me down yeah um but I I haven't had too many experiences I've had a couple like that but it's just like well you I don't really take any of it on board because I'm like oh well like what are you what are you doing that's so much better than me like um but I feel like yeah there's there's a lot of yeah, there's a few experiences, but I think it's more if I'm doing something with a male athlete, yeah. it's like I have to be ashamed because I'm female. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, it's coming a long way in terms of like you look at the Matildas and the Aussie Diamonds. Yes. And how awesome women in sport actually is, and the yeah. impact that it's having on our country at the yeah. moment, especially. Um, yeah, it's there's still a lot of lot of work to do because you got people at home that just think there's nothing better than to put a female athlete down. Yeah, actually though, like the it's actually so cliche because to think that I've had people comment on some of my photos on Instagram, like, no, I'll get back in the kitchen. I was like, think of a better insult, man. Like yeah. be a little bit like original. Like, yeah, come just, on. It's not even, it's not even fun. I actually don't find it funny at all. <laughs> not just cause I'm like, you're an idiot. Yeah. I'm just like, come on. Like you're going to say something. Like, like at least be smart yeah, about like, it. Jeez. Like come up with something just a little bit better. So what would you say to like the younger generation about dealing with or like maybe seeing the inequality in women's sport like what do you say to those younger girls that are looking up like oh I want to play AFLW it's amazing but like oh am I going to be respected or am I going to you know what do you say to that um it's actually a good question like one of my um friends has like a son that Mm -hmm. comes and watches like women's sport all the time Mm -hmm. and he just doesn't see any different like he doesn't see us as females who are playing sport. He goes and watches the soccer because he loves watching the yeah. soccer. He comes and watches AFLW because he loves watching AFLW. Mm-hmm. He goes and watches basketball because he loves watching basketball. And um, I think that just shows now that the generation coming yeah. up, like through school and stuff, like everything is so you like female and male can both play football. Integrated, Can yeah. both play netball, can both play basketball, can both play tennis. Like everything is so integrated now where I think – the only advice I'd give is just do what you want to do, really. Like it actually sounds cliche, but if you want to play basketball, you can do it. Like yeah. if you want to play football, you can do it. And where growing up in primary, like in primary school, like when we were in school, it was probably so different where it's like Completely. you have that thought of oh, I probably can't now because yeah. I'm a girl because there was no vision of it. Yeah. But now I think the education around like sport in general has just got so much better that a little girl doesn't need to think twice, I don't reckon, yeah. anymore. And that's what the beauty of it, like. Yeah, the visibility. Yeah, like it's just you can mm. see, like you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. And now they can see it. And I think that is just so exciting because you don't have to have conversations with those younger kids that think I'm not going to be able to do it because of who I am. And yeah. it's like they can absolutely do it. And you almost don't have to give them that advice anymore Yeah, because they can see it. And yeah. Like. It's they, not they like pick what pathway they yeah. want to take at the end of the day. It's not like, oh, I can't do that because I'm a girl. It's yep. like I can do that because I'm a girl. Yeah. It's not because I'm anything. It's I'm doing that because I'm a girl, yep. not I can't because. I, I mean, I really like that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about your sister, the one who has the same name as me. Yep. Um, so she does she play footy as well or it's just your younger sister? Just my younger sister. Okay. My, Twin sister Annalie also. Um, <laughs> so weird speaking of Annalie, know. but speaking about Annalie. Um, yeah, she played like local footy when we were growing mm-hmm. up. We played school footy for fun. Yeah. But she was completely different. She um, competed for Australia for like sports aerobics. Cool. Um, and then she, yeah, was really into that um, up until she was about 13, 14 and then kind of gave that up um, and done dancing for a yeah. few years. And so we're complete opposite. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We just there was no there's no flexibility in my body whatsoever. So yeah. Aerobics and dancing was just not for me. I remember in primary school I tried tried out for like I think it was like the grade three like aerobics team or yeah, something. Yeah. And um, yeah, after the first session I was like, if there's a video just, of that somewhere, we'd love to see uh, it. There's no video of it, but I was like, this is just not for me. And yeah, um, yeah so everyone's just like, well, you just don't look the same. You have no interest at all, but. 
end of the day, we get on like house. Yeah, like, yeah, that's the most. And I think that's part. the best part. Like we've had two different pathways yeah. in terms of our sporting thing, but we've gone through school together. Obviously, yeah. we do most things together. together. We share a birthday together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we get along on the house on fire. Um, I mean, I always say to her, "Why didn't you just keep playing footy?" Yeah. Like I feel like you, you know, you could, you probably could have been playing yeah. today for W. Um, but no, nah, dancing was for her and yeah. she loved it. So um, I used to love going to watch, we used to love going to watch like sports aerobics and yeah. the chance in the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was almost fun. Yeah. Um, and then my little sister obviously plays footy for Geelong. Yeah. Cats. Um, so she, yeah, she's actually moved down to Geelong and yeah. she loves it. Um, trying to, you know, get in her ear about moving. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah. But no, nah, she loves it. She loves the idea of going to the beach in the morning. So nice. Walking the dogs. And um, yeah, she set herself up down there and I think, yeah, she she enjoys it, and um, yeah, when we verse each other, it's always good at the end of the day. Yeah, what is it like playing against her? Like, what is what do you guys do? You guys talk shit? Do you talk shit um, to each other? Like, we talk shit probably every day to each other. Yeah. Um, whether it's about football or not, mm-hmm. like we're always shit talking each other. But um, yeah, me and my little sister as well. Like, we're really close, and um, I know that she leans on me a lot, especially because yeah. we know the demands of where we're, what position we're in. Yeah. Um, and we actually never versed each other till her first year in the AFLW when I was For real, like at all? We never versed each other. So what? the first time we ever versed each other was at the highest level and it was just so weird because um, we are just like as if we are versing each other. Like we'd always played juniors to get like yeah. not juniors, under-18s girls together. and On the same um, team? Yeah, on the same oh, team. Oh, so you like actually at all, you never had We've played never against each other? We've never played against each other. Unless That's wild. it was like in the backyard Yeah, like training whatever, I guess. Whatever and we yeah. just throw each other around the backyard mm-hmm. and. Um, we were always competitive, like Dad yeah. would kick it to us and we'd make sure one of us would yeah, win, obviously. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and then last season we didn't verse each other because she was a bit of a thug and got suspended. So yeah. she yeah. missed out on the game against me. Um, <laughs> but like this year we Calculated. Pretty, yeah. Calculated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said to her. I was like, you're oh, you Yeah, you did that because um, you didn't want to play against me. Yeah. But this year I think will be the most special game we ever play against each other because um, it'll be my 50th and it'll be her like 25th game and they're both like milestones in AFLW. Yeah. So to do it against each other, which I also think is pretty calculated, yeah. I'm like mm, they've planned this They've well, done that, they yeah. Well. So, um, yeah, it'll be only be our second time versing each other. So it's pretty crazy. Like, it is, just, the timing I'm, of that. Yeah, like it's just nuts. But, I I mean, I love going to watch her play, like supporting. Like I'll wear a cat scarf if I have to yeah. just, just to support her. And Yeah, it burns um, when you put it yeah, on, like, surely. Like, I remember bit we, we went to the Essendon um, Geelong men's game like a couple of weeks ago and um, stayed stayed down in Geelong with her for the night and walking into the game and I was like, I reckon Essendon are a good chance tonight. Like, yeah. We're, we're playing really well. The boys are doing really well and we're just sitting in the crowd and I'm surrounded by all these cats supporters, obviously, <laughs> and we've just had seven goals kicked us yeah. honestly in the first quarter and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah, and this is not have, a great like, place a, to be sitting. You just have a few comments like, oh, like, you know, the cats. And I'm like, no, no, no. But, no, it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Strong. Like to have a sister in the same league as you, like, is pretty special. Um, Obviously, we'd love to verse each other. Yeah. But, I mean, play against yeah. each other. Well, play with each other. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, versing each other is always special because you've got all your family that come down and watch, and um, yeah, at the end of the day, they, they just want to see you have fun. So yeah, so I guess like your your career being super young, like literally, it's just mm. starting to like you could go really anywhere. Where like other than winning a championship, do you have any goals? inside footy that you can think of like that you're really looking forward to like your future goals or winning a championship is just like that's it that's what that's the all-consuming one yeah I one. think winning a premiership is yeah. definitely up there um 
obviously I'd love, you know, like you'd love to win like in from an individual side of things. Like I'd love to win the Brownlow again. Yeah. Like, I'd love to, but it's not something that drives me every day to get better. Yeah. Like the thought of winning a premiership and doing something as a whole team mm-hmm. just excites me and I feel like the group that we've got at Essendon, like we're all pretty young, like our average age I reckon is like 24, 25. Yeah. So it's such a good age and um, the culture we're building there is pretty special and um, to, be now, to now be in the leadership group, um, yeah. I feel like I've got a lot to learn in terms of the way I help lead and mm-hmm. the way I encourage people around me. So, yeah, like I have a vision of hopefully one day being a captain of a footy club, but the, there's no there's no shying away from yeah. wanting to win a premiership. Like my best mate um, plays for Melbourne yeah. and she won a premiership last year and I went and watched her and supported her and celebrated with her like yeah. like I'd just won it. But yeah. it's like I was <laughs> just sure, like, oh, my sure. God, like I'd love, to, I'd love that yeah. to be us and, um, yeah, that kind of what drives me every day. So every time we're at the club, like we get the best out of ourselves yeah. and, um, yeah, like we're we're pretty bullish about making finals this year, and um, you know everyone's like, oh yeah, but you you just you know came off your first season like you're an expansion club, but no, nah, we're not an expansion nah, club anymore. Like nah. we're we're here now, so yeah, um, yeah we want to make finals this year and put pressure on those top teams, and um, if we win, we win. Yeah. What about outside of sport? Do you have any goals, kind of in the outside? Well, it doesn't have to be outside of sport but outside of you playing like what do you have anything that you're kind of looking forward to in those spaces um or people always say like would you see yourself being a coach or some sort of thing but I don't know like (laughs) at at 22 I mean hopefully I've got 10 years more but I just I look at my head coach and I'm like damn you have the hardest job in the world (laughs) like I don't know how you do it like the stress that coaches have I'm like I don't think I'll ever coach no but then I say that now and it'll probably look different. But for me, like, I'm real passionate about, like, helping sort of people either, like, with disabilities or, like, mm-hmm. youth work. Like, I'd love to work um, in the youth space mm-hmm. um, in terms of, like, the juvenile centres yeah. and things like that. Like, I just – I get a real thrill out of, like, helping those around me and mm-hmm. putting a smile on someone's face. And I, like, would love to work in spaces like that, um, whether it's now or when I finish football. Um, that's kind of to decide for itself and for me to – think what's best for now but um yeah I think having that balance outside of football is really important and that that's potentially the pathway I probably see myself going down I could see you being like a youth worker and bringing your dog with you yeah, to the youth spaces <laughs> yes yes I, I was at the dog park like a few weeks ago and someone like came with their dogs and we're having a chat and she was just like you should bring your dog like to like you know like volunteer your yeah. dog and I was like for what? Like to and the hospitals. Like, yeah. yeah, to the hospitals and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, true. Yeah. <laughs> she gave me like this pamphlet and stuff and I filled it out. And um, So I think I think it's like October they do the next like, part of people they bring in. And I'm just like, I don't know if my dog has to be mature and like well-behaved for this. <laughs> nah. But um, like he'll, he'll put a smile on people's faces yeah. and Run I around. love to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, I just, I love the whole idea of putting a smile on someone's face. And, yeah. Um, yeah, whether it's actually coaching young kids and making them happy or um, working with people outside of football, um, I think it's pretty special because, yeah, a lot of people help me be happy and yeah. I feel like if I can do that to other people, then, Give yeah. back. It's yeah. the, the the karma circle. Yeah, or only good vibes in yes. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to our rapid fire by Reebok fan questions. But first, before we do that, we have a gift for you. Well, Reebok has a yeah. gift for you. Um, so we've got a, a nice little 
hoodie tracky set, and we actually oh, have some you. kicks as well. Oh, geez. Here, ready? Thank there's, you so much. There's, there's more. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah. you. Jeez. Oh, there's more. And, and some socks. Oh, some socks. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so uh if you want to have a look at some of the kicks yeah. before we get started um they are they've decked you out with some gear oh these are cool as yeah, dope hey yeah i always look at them like are my feet this small yeah, yeah. <laughs> they definitely are oh thank you so much you know i almost wore that tracksuit set in today it would have been great because then we could have been matching we yeah oh, you should have you should have told me that's what we were giving her because then we could have gotten a photo after in the matching yeah. set yeah Oh, these are awesome. Thank you so much. They're dope, hey? Do you have these shoes too? Not those you ones. No, nah, not those ones. I forgot about four pairs of those ones though. Um, okay, are you ready for this yeah. rapid fire? It's not actually rapid fire, but it could be. Um, it's going to be. So talking about boxing, right, would you ever get in the ring with um, Taylor Harris? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, there was one time... Um, I, we were just hanging out and we got home to her, her house and she's like, here, put the gloves on. Like, let's go outside and let, let's, you know, just like spar each other. I'm like, no. Like, you think I'm stupid? Like, I'll die. Yeah. And I just remember we're just running around and just fooling around and she just got me bang. And I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You woke up a week, a week yeah. later. And she I was like, no, nah, let's stop. I'm not doing this again. And then... Um, I just remember we got home one one other night and she's like, put my headgear on. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm not a boxing bag. And I just remember staying there and she's just like waiting to me and I was like, no, no, don't hit me. Don't. No, please don't hit me. But, no, nah, I just I don't think I ever would get into a ring with her. Like I've watched her train. Um, I've done drills inside of a ring with her before and when you're in the ring there is no running away. Like yeah. you cannot escape. Like a footy field's pretty big. Like you yeah. can run around. <laughs> But a boxing ring is just like it's tiny, mm-hmm. and if you can't, you can only run to a certain amount of corners. Like there's only yeah. four corners, and um, yeah, she scares me when she <laughs> boxes, and I don't think I'd ever want to be on her blacklist, and I don't yeah. think I'd ever want to be an In opponent. Ring, yeah. So um, I'll stick with being friends. With yeah. You for as what long about as I can. what about getting in the ring in general? Like not with her, um, but just with anybody else. Oh, I don't know. I've always said like I'm bit, I'm a bit like a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, but then I suppose it's the nature of the sport. So yeah. um, no, I don't think I ever okay. would. Um, I always thought maybe like wrestling or something. Yeah, like, but bit of judo. I just feel bit like, of MMA. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like I don't know if I could. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I've only been doing it for a training purpose. Yeah. for the last six months or so, and okay. I absolutely loved it because it's such so different to football. Yeah, and I love the challenge of like learning something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, watching like Taylor box, I'm just like, oh my god, I don't think I can ever move like that. And I, <laughs> I don't know if someone punched me square in the nose, like I, I don't know if I could just keep going. Yeah. Like I'd probably like be like, oh jeez, like, yeah, kind of <laughs> or think about jeez, what I look like yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I'll stick to just standing on the outside of the ring and hitting the pads when I have to, yeah. but at this stage I don't think I'll be a boxer. <laughs> I um, I have this theory that if I, like, ever got into a fight with anyone, I'd do what I did when I get in a fight with my brothers when I was younger and that's lie on my back 
and just use my feet. And then yeah. if they try to run around me, you just like spin and like you're just kicking them. Like, that's, well, my, yeah, that's, in the street, you ever see me on my back? Someone's tried to get me, you know? Kicking her legs around. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, it's probably a good thing you got some height then. Yeah. Yeah, they're long. Longer legs. Yeah. Mine are just pretty short and tacky. <laughs> I don't really get much purchase on if I kick someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of uh, the circumference, you know. I've got a lot of reach out. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, if you weren't playing sport, what would your career be? Jeez, um, I don't know. Like when you're actually in the sporting world, like you're actually – I don't know what my life would look yeah. like. Because – It's a hard question. Yeah. Um, Look, when I was when I was in school, I was probably like, oh, I'd love to be a sports teacher. Yeah. Um. So probably a teacher, but then in saying that, like, I haven't even gone to uni to do that course. <laughs> so um. It says what if? Yeah, so I like, don't know. You could, you could say something outrageous, like an elephant instructor at a circus or something. Like, <laughs> it doesn't need to be really, realistic at all. <laughs> yeah, let's go with like elephant rides in Thailand or something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. An instructor. What that'd I would be. Cool. be um, I would want to be a professor at a university for art. Like oh, wow. I could teach people how to, um, uh, like pick apart artworks and like ancient artworks and then like modern. Do you do art now? Yes. Yep. I'm an artist. That's like one of my oh, little wow. side, cool. side things. I have a degree in graphic design, but I really want it in visual arts. It's just much yeah. handier to do the graphics stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to be an art professor and like splash it piece of paint on a paper and come into class and be like tell me what this feels like because you know? I had a teacher that was like that and yeah. he like changed my life so I was like uh, maybe something like that yeah that'd be cool yeah I mean I'd love to be like di- like DJ maybe like yeah in a visa yeah or something. there you go that'd be cool actually yeah, yeah. in a visa yeah. on, on par with like Dom Dollar or Fisher yeah like, that'd be my vision yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see it yeah with these headphones on now you totally got it yeah, I, yeah just like every like, time I put these headphones on like I've got those um Apple headphones. Yeah. When I put them on, I'm like, oh my god, like this would this would have liked to be a yeah. DJ, I reckon. Yeah. Like, so. You're like M- M- Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne town. Anyway. That's, that's that's what me and my friends. <laughs> it's actually funny you say that. What me and my friends are just like idiots together. Yeah. But they I remember Taylor brought a microphone <laughs> once. And that was the exact sound. Yep. We we're running around the house, jumping around, singing, and then we'd do the whole like Five dollar shots, Melbourne. Five dollar shots, <laughs> me. And we would just start putting music on in the background. Yep. And, yeah. Are you ready, yeah, Melbourne? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'd put on like some Jake Mandis, Chemical Energy, or Melbourne <laughs> sound, and I'd be going. Anyway, moving on. Who are some of your idols? Um, Sam Kerr. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. She you was, and the rest of the nation. I think. Yeah, she's <laughs> a superstar. Um, one of the girls like yesterday. You know. You remind me of Sam Kerr, just like the way you look, you know, the hair, and I'm like, oh, I'd love, I'd love. The biggest compliment. That's the biggest compliment anyone's ever given me. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to meet her one day. Fingers crossed, like everyone else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely Sam. Like I think the way like sh- she's presented herself as a female athlete, like yeah, it's just insane. Like um, I've got her bookers at home um, that I'm reading at the moment. Um, so definitely her up there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's probably no idols within the AFRW because it wasn't around yeah. for so long. But um, I don't know. Like, obviously Lauren Jackson for yeah. basketball. Yeah, it was like I went to that game when she. It was at John Kane Arena. Yeah, like just 
That was wild, the, man. Like, yeah. the, everyone was there for like the Lauren Jackson. Yeah. Like, and then she injured herself. Like, she injured yeah, herself. Oh, my God. So- I was actually saying out when the people I went with, I was just like, I hope she has an awesome game. Like, yeah. you know, fingers crossed, doesn't get injured. Yeah. <laughs> the first no. like 10 seconds. Why would like, you say it was I'm you? I'm like, shit, did I jinx her? <laughs> it was like, you. It was you. Um, but like just to be there and like the atmosphere of the game that day was just crazy. Yeah. Like I, yeah, I don't know. I, there's so many people in women's sport I feel yeah. that I'm just like, you're so good at what you do yeah. and you just set such a good example for people that want to be like you. And, yeah. Um, yeah, like getting into the basketball last season, like, there's so many girls in the competition. I was like, damn, like, these are really good. <laughs> and then obviously watching um, the Matildas now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but Sam Kerr for me is probably my number one yeah. at the moment. That's a great answer. <laughs> That's a great answer. Yeah. Um, so this question says, what drives you? I see a determination in the way you play. How did that come about? Or was that just kind of always you? Yeah, always me, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Yeah, I've always had a good head on my shoulders in terms of just being determined. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you got to work so hard. Um, I feel like so once upon a time, like as a female anyway, you have to work so hard mm-hmm. to be to make something of yourself in terms in a sporting world. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've always been determined to make something of myself. Yeah, um, and whether it's in sport, in football for a long period of time, or it's just in life, it's just like. Like, I want to kick ass in life. And yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I'm pretty determined to do that. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great answer. <laughs> um, and then this asks what your favorite holiday destination is. Oh, well, I've, ne- I was n- I've never been overseas until this off season. I went to Thailand for the first time. Yeah. So, um, are you going to say Thailand just because that's the only place you've been? <laughs> I haven't been overseas anywhere else. Um, so, probably Thailand if it was mm-hmm. overseas, obviously. Um, but I'd love to like I'd love to go to Greece. Um, love to go to America and do all like the sports over in America. Yeah. Um, and then I'd love to go to like Chelsea and all that to mm-hmm. go watch like the Matildas play for their like league over yeah. there. So um, I got a lot on the bucket list. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, I only just got my passport um, <laughs> like the end of last year. <laughs> and um, yeah, went to Thailand and yeah. I thought it was so cool because I was like, oh yes, like. Got my passport yeah. now. She's complain, a world traveler. Com- yeah, complain you've, all these trips. <laughs> you've got one stamp in your passport. Yeah. Look at you go. <laughs> That's literally what I was like. I was like, wow, I've just got one stamp. But people like when my friends are like, oh yeah, you've got a passport. Like, where are you being? I'm like, nowhere really. Yeah, like, just yeah. Thailand. Yeah. So um, yeah, definitely got a few things in my bucket yeah. list for the after the season. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, hopefully a few more stamps by this time yeah, next year. For sure, I would say the the coolest sporting. Stadium. Like you've been I've been a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the coolest, Every basketball I've spoken to, they're like, Finny there. I'm yeah. Because like, most of our junior tournaments like are in Europe, right? Yeah. So like under 17s, we'd go to like Italy for a pre-tournament, then Spain for the major tournament, and then maybe on the way home we'd play like friendly matches in the Czech Republic. <laughs> just just stop by somewhere. Yeah, literally, like because yo, it takes so long to get yeah. over there. So while we're over there, we kind of we just do it. How do anyway. you deal with all the travel? Like, oh, I th- look, I think when I was a junior, it was like the most exciting thing ever. Now being a little bit older, it's harder now because like, I mean, we're gypsies. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally, like I think that in this last, in this last 12 months, I've been to, to and from America three times. I've been to Vienna. I've been to China. Um, 
Uh, I've been to Singapore. I've been to some other European country that now my brain's not registering. But between that, both me and my partner, because we both play professional sport, she's also done all of that. Plus, she's gone to Israel for some other world championship stuff. So, like, there's so – it's the travel. Yeah, the travel is a lot, but, like – it's like you have to accept it as a part of what you're doing. Yeah. And it makes the off the off time that we do get. So like this week and next week, we have off. Yeah. And that's the, the that's like such a nice downtime because then after that, she goes to Spain, I'm gonna go with her, and then I go back through China and then I go to Perth. So yeah. we it, the way the travel and stuff, it's like it's not for everyone. That's why a lot of people yeah. opt out doing national team stuff now because they need like the stability of being in one place. Maybe I'll get there later in my career. Yeah. Maybe. But at the moment I'm like, you know, heck yeah, I'll go wherever. Like yeah. <laughs> take yeah. me, you know, like we were just in China for a weekend and yeah. everyone's like, are you really going to go for like three days? I was like, yeah, I mean. Absolutely. Well, yeah, why yeah. not? Yeah, I think it's great. I, and yeah. seeing all these different things. And I like I would imagine it would be the same. Like imagine if. Like, and I still reckon it's going to get there. Like AFL, Aussie rules football. It's at some point it's going to infiltrate other parts of the world. It just has to. Well, I feel like it's it'd be so like once upon a time they'd play games against like like New Zealand and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to get it will. there one day. Yeah. Rome probably go crazy internationally. But yeah. Like the more people you get from like like we've there's a, heaps of girls from New Zealand that play. Yeah. You know, photo of you. There's a few Americans now. Like, yeah, it's just like you never know. You I know. Really never know. Well, this is what I mean. Is like, like I know, like the you got Celtic football, and yeah. then like sometimes like NFL players, like the yeah. kickers come over and play. Like I actually feel like the moment it would be the same. Like if Aussie rules infiltrated America and Europe, you guys would end up traveling over there to play games. I mean, it'd be pretty cool. It would be dope, right? <laughs> and then it would all be like a different style. We can only hope, I imagine. But no one does it as good as the Aussies. Anyway, I digress. So Next question. So you play for Perth now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I just signed to Perth. I was going to say, you didn't play first last season. No, no, no. I was with Bendigo. I've been yeah. with Bendigo the last two years and then I just, you know, changed How'd the scenery. How did you find the drive down the Calder Freeway? Oh, tiring. Exhausting. Tiring. Yeah. Exhausting. I mean, yeah. I got so good at it that I just chuck on a podcast and then yeah. go, but... It's just, I mean, like I still got my place up in Bendigo. Yeah. And like when my, like, my partner and I were back for this two weeks, we, we were like, oh, we could go stay up in Bendigo. And we're like, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> nah. Like loved it up there. It was great. But like I'm now, I'm happy that I now Melbourne-based for these two weeks and then to be on the beach. Yeah. That'd be we're about to nice. Percy. Don't know yet. I've, know I've, yet? Said, I've requested Scarborough. Yeah, I requested nice. Scarborough. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I've done. I haven't done a lot of exploring in Perth, so I, I feel like I'm gonna have a field day of just like going to different beaches and yeah. stuff because I surf. What I is don't. That island everyone speaks about. Rotnest. Rotnest island. Yeah. The, yeah, the smiling rats. The smiling rats. Yes. <laughs> the, what are they actually called again? The smiling. Quackers, quackers, yeah, quackers. It's. I find it so funny when people show me photos they've had with them. I'm like, they're literally they smiling. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was like, surely it's just the way they look, but no, they're smiling. They're, they've yeah. got a little smirk on their face. They're they're just oversized rodents, really, but like cute that they're happy yeah. with little cheeks and everything. No, Perth, Perth will be nice. I I love when we play in Perth. Yeah, we're playing in Perth next weekend for a practice match, so that'll it's be so nice. nice. It's I mean, so we're not nice. really there for a holiday. Like we're kind of in there on the Saturday, home on the Sunday night. Yeah. But, it's got good um, coffee around yeah. there. Do you are you a coffee drinker? Yeah. What's your yeah. best coffee spot in Melbourne? Are you gonna plug a spot? Oh geez, a lot of pressure. Yeah, that is um, a lot of pressure actually. 
Because I would say Zenden and Altham is my spot. Not really Melbourne, mm. but. Yeah. I can't really say I've had too much coffee over that side of town. Um, Jeez. I know. I think maybe that's Saint the hardest. Rose in Essendon. St. Rose. Good. Or Racing Warehouse in okay. Apple West. It's also good. Um, How is it that we've been talking this whole time and that's the hardest question? Yeah. <laughs> because well, that's I feel the like, hardest I'm question. Like, where have I had coffee lately? But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm like I wouldn't have a coffee and be like, oh, that's so shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, sometimes fair. I might be like, Mm, taste yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll still that. keep drinking it. Yeah, like, I'll still keep drinking it because yeah. I'm like, oh, for, for the bean well, juice. Yeah, yeah get well it done. Finish yeah. it. Um, but I'm pretty good. Like anywhere I go, like has pretty good coffee. But the one in Elsom, I feel like I've heard it, but I haven't Zenden. Really been there. Shout out Zenden. Uh, That's the best spot ever. Okay, yeah. last two questions. Um, tell us something about you that people wouldn't know, like a, a fun party trick or just something completely random. Um, I did ballet when I was like two or three. <laughs> I tried ballet. That doesn't suit after the way you just described the fact that you can't touch your toes. Uh, no. It doesn't fit. Um, I remember, like, we just were in this dance hall, me and my twin sister, yeah. and, yeah, I didn't have a long career in dancing. So, <laughs> um, I stopped pretty quickly. Like, I just, yeah, I do remember the first couple of sessions and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. No photos. I have no photos. Uh, that was my next question. Um, you know what? I'm sure that if you asked your parents, they'd have something no, like that. No, my mum is so bad with photos. Like <laughs> she only just downloaded Facebook like a couple of years yeah. ago and now she like takes a lot of photos and whatever, but I swear she never used to take photos. Like it'd be like, mum, take photos. She'd be like, oh, I don't know how to take good photos. Yeah. I'm like don't use that as an excuse. Yeah. You, sh- you know how to take yeah, good photos. Yeah, come on. Um, but no, there was no dancing photos because it just probably wasn't long enough to have any photos. Or maybe they were thinking, she probably doesn't want to see this when she's on. <laughs> no, that's probably also right. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. protecting you. Yeah. Um, okay, the last thing I want to ask is that something that we usually kind of wrap up, wrap up on, like how do you think other people see you versus who you actually are? Like how does that compare? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. I don't know. Um Look, I think people see me literally how I see myself. Yeah. Like I I think people just see this like bubbly, bright person. Yeah. Um, but then obviously like that's the only side they see. Like they yeah. wouldn't see like through social media I probably wouldn't be posting like yeah. when I'm sad, like, hey guys, like I'm sad to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like yeah. they probably always see the happy version of me. Yeah. The one that's outgoing, hanging yeah. out with out with my mates all the time, like playing football, obviously yeah. where I think, yeah, they truly see me for that. But yeah. then like everyone, like no one sees, you know, when you're struggling the most yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah. So I I truly believe that or I hope I believe that people yeah. see me as just a happy, bright person and, yeah. Um, yeah, someone that's pretty easy to get along with. Yeah, see you for who you are, yeah, I would say. Yeah. Sometimes there's a gap there where you're like, I mean, I play super aggressive, so I'm like, people might think I'm crazy. So, like, yeah. like mm, I swear I'm not that crazy. Like, maybe a little bit, but not that far. I know. I always think about that. Like, when I, like, watch, like, when I went to a few basketball games yeah. last year and watch people, I'm like, damn, you don't look like you'd be aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like. That's a white, it's like white line fever. You yeah, have it in footy too, yeah. right? Like, it's super nice. And then you step on the field and you're like. Like, the way ah. people, like, box out and, like, get the rebounds and stuff, I'm like. Geez, that was a bit aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose like that's the same, like yeah. the white line fever. Like once you step on the court or step over the white line on the field, like no one's your friend. Nah. Um 
But then after the game, it's so funny. Like yeah. I think it's so great when you watch female sport. Like that's probably the difference with yeah. female and male sport. Yeah. Like after the game, like everyone goes and shakes a hand, gives a hug, yeah. like, has a good chat. One big community. Like, then yeah. once you walk out of the locker room, like you might walk into the car park, or yeah. just catch up afterwards. And I think that's you know the everyone. beauty of our like the way like the way we include everyone in sport. And it's just like they are your friends at the end of the day. Yeah. Like they're not your arch rivals. Exactly. They might be. But yeah. um and I think that's what's so special about it. like you just you go to a game and you just like they go as hard as they can in each yeah. other, but then afterwards like everyone's mates and you're like, Do you just like go at each other yeah. like, ten minutes <laughs> yeah. ago? Like I think that's like like a it's a real big thing in female sport because we spend so much try- time trying to convince other people of our value yeah. and trying to convince other people of our worth in the sport that we need to be great at supporting each other yeah. off the court as well. Like on the court, yeah, let's actually kill each other. But yeah. off the court, like <laughs> you're supposed to be friends and support each other and just be like it's all about building each other up right because we spend enough time trying to convince other people that we're worth what we're worth so like in the sport like being able to finish a game and like going into you know the car park and actually like chatting with the girls or like I mean a lot of the time there's there's a lot less people on a basketball team but like we all know each other yeah. and I imagine it would be the same with footy. Like you, at the end of the day, you're all under the one banner that is female yeah. sport. Like yeah. you really are. So there's yeah. no point like just, I mean, evil eyes and you can hold a bit of a grudge yeah. but not for that long. Come on. Nah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm like I'm so like that. Like on the field, like I'll want to beat you. Yeah. But then I, once the final siren goes, like I'm just like, all right, like let's go hang out. Like, yeah. you know? um, and I think. Yeah, that's that's what the beauty of watching our like, yeah. female sport is. Like, it's just so nice. Like, it's friendly, but it's also so hard. Like, yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone wants to kill each other. Literally, and sometimes I'm like, oh no, like, yeah, like, oh well, yeah, no vibes. I um, last thing I'll say is like when Marina and I play against each other. She yeah, how always, do you go with that? Well, she always is like she always makes jokes. Yeah. And I'm the most serious person in the world. And it just it just gets under my skin. I'm like, you know, this gets up. But then she always ends up making me giggle. Cause like we'll be standing across each other on the foul line and she'll say something that she'll know will make me laugh. And I'm just like trying to keep a straight face and like that forced the smile. Game like, face. Mm, shut up. Yeah. Like yeah. stop it. And we literally beat each other up during games. Yeah. And as soon as it's done, it's done. That's just how yeah. it is. And yeah, no, it's pretty great. Anyway, um, to wrap this all up, I just wanted to say thank you for coming on. This was great. That's right. I really you. enjoyed it. I like. I think that um, trying for me being able to talk to not just basketball players but all athletes, like we all experience the same stuff. Like oh, it might be on shit, a different, <laughs> different type of floor, yeah. different shape of ball, but it's all like the competitive spirit, the way that we have to handle stuff as athletes, as high-performing people like there's a lot of cross-coding in that, like it really does overlap, like and everyone's story is slightly different, but we all have more to share than just what we show on the field. Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. So thank you so much That's you, right. for coming on. It's been awesome. When you when you play down here, we'll have to come down. Yeah, we've, we've got to get you a Lynx jersey. Yeah, yeah give me a Lynx jersey. Well, it's red and black. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. No, no, no yeah. Corey's wearing that. No, no, so. exactly. That yeah. works perfectly. So, um, yeah. Thank you again. Um, that was Under the Surface with your host, Emily Mailey, and this was episode 16 with Maddie Presbacus. Thanks for having me. <laughs> that was Under the Surface. If this episode brought up any concerns for you, we recommend you call Lifeline on 13 11 14.